Welcome, everyone, to the Jake Dunlap Show. This is your weekly dose of real success stories from entrepreneurs, athletes, celebrities, CEOs, and the people that you love. If you've ever wondered what makes people tick, what are the weird things that happened to them in their past that helped to shape the people that they've became? Every Thursday at 8 a.m. Eastern, you can tune in and get exactly that. The behind behind the scenes, not the typical behind the scenes, but the real stories that shaped some of the people that you know, love, and follow. I'm telling you this right now. If your team does not invest and think about outbound as a performance management, ongoing optimization activity, it will not be successful in 2023. Right. And I don't want to be all do- like, you know, doom and gloom coming out, you know, into the new year. But I'm just telling you that, that we have the data that just hitting more activities, again, what I talked about at the beginning is not working. Like, I, I, I challenge, like, feel free, like, hey, if you're in here, you're listening, like, man, this guy's full of, you know what? Right. Please call me out. Jake, you're full of it. <laughs> you know, call me out. Let me know. But I, from what I have seen consistently, is that we're asking teams to do all this non-completely trackable stuff. But guess what? I can track that, those activities, in a sequence. So step four is comment on post, and then I can see that there was a conversion after that. Great. Cool. I can see that. You know, the comment's not going to auto-log to the thing. Um, uh the comment won't auto log if I do it in sales, uh, in sales navigate or LinkedIn or something like that. The like won't, um, but um, it will if I have it in a sequence to some extent. But then I've got to like look in again. That's why I need the data person. Is I need the data person to go and say, hey, it seems like we're typically converting when we have a comment on a post in the sequence. What do we want to do about that? You know, we don't know exactly where that impacted, but the sequences that are highest performing had a comment in the post or a connect in the post. So again, that's why we have to have some type of sequencing tool like an outreach you know, or, or another tool. Um, Rod Salone, great question. Rob says, how many outbound teams have their own copywriter? It's a really great question. I will tell you this. There are, lot, there are many outsourced lead generation firms that do it this way. There's one in particular I know out of Columbia called Science. And they've got a copywriter a cold caller, and I think a LinkedIn person all tied to just one account. So they've got one, they've got three people that kind of take the place of like one FTE. So how many full-time teams? I, Rod, I don't think a lot do. Rod, I think a lot of people, when they hear the word content, they think marketing or the SDR leaders, like I can do it. I can do the content. I know what's working, but, they, but they're not actually having the data analyst skills to go and go do the data analytics to look at like, hey, is this really popping? Is this really working? So Rod, I would say very few. I'm, I see dedicated copywriters a lot more in companies that have outbound um, motions that do outsource outbound versus companies that um, you know are hiring an in-house. Why wouldn't you hire an in-house copywriter? Like, I mean, these are some of the things that I think about. But, you know, or again, and like this is not a big pitch because I we've been we've been preaching this for a long time. That's why look, we we signed at the end of this year some massive companies. I'm talking about companies that have thousands of reps to do this for them, and we've got companies that have like ten reps that we're doing this for as well too, in a much more limited capacity because they don't have as much data. And it's because more and more companies are realizing like, look, 
if outbound is going to work, this current way that we're doing it by dedicating $5,000 a month versus 15,000, um, not having people that are specialized in any of these things is not working. And so we have to do something different. Um, yeah, exactly. Sharon has a great comment. She said, from my experience, most companies don't have these tracking peeps in place. Yep. They hand it to the SDR manager, share best practices. Um, are speaking to the data that outreach gong or sales off? Yeah. So I'll, I'll share some of this like ideas here of what other people are doing. And that's exactly right, Sharon. That's the problem is that, um, you know, we're not training our sales leaders how um, in stats and how to pull data in and how to do V lookups. Uh, and pivot tables and things like that, um, which would be really great if we did. Um, because I feel like, again, data and understanding how to pull your own data is just one of the most valuable skills you can have. So I think that there's a couple of things when you're looking at um, these tools, right? So let's talk about like outreach, for example, or sales loft. You could put them in the same kind of bucket. The types of data points that we're looking at whenever working with customers is we're looking at sequence perform overall positive reply sequence performance. Right, so in outreach, we can see at a sequence, we can see the sequences that have the highest number of positive replies. So outreach allows us to tell us, you know, sentiment that today it's manual. They are releasing a data product very soon um, that, you know, hopefully, I think, well, not hopefully, we're going to be in the beta on to where we can pull in some of this data, not that data, other data, um, and start to manipulate it. So right now, the problem, Sharon, is it's manual. Like there is no way to pull in all of the data points you want, like highest performing sequences, um, touch point that is the, the number one converting piece of content, it's, it's manual. And unfortunately, it's the same with outreach, same with uh, sales loft. Gong is doing some interesting things around um, deal intelligence, um, where they're helping you with kind of understand like where you're at in the sales process, but it's not really helping you to optimize outbound necessarily. So that's the problem, Sharon, is that a lot of this is um, uh, that. Uh, data analytics. Yeah, I, I, totally. I get it. Like Sharon says, it's a problem. You know, I'd like to say I know everything. I don't. I want that coaching or, um, uh, you know, uh, data and analytics to improve. I do this for my team and it's a huge undertaking for one person and I only have seven SDRs. So Shariah just, just chimed in. She said, you know, I do this and it's a massive. That's exactly right, Shariah. And I think that it's just... It's unrealistic. You know, it's like, you know, again, like I, I just go over to marketing because marketing has it figured out. <clears throat> if you think about it, marketing's like, look, we're not going to be experts in web design. We're going to hire a web design agency. We're not going to be experts in PR. We're going to hire a PR agency. We're not experts in rebranding our company. We're going to hire a PR agency. We're not experts in performance advertising. We're going to hire a performance advertising company. Sales instead says they got to be full-time. And ops, oh, it touches technology? Ah, oh, that's ops. Oh, it, it's content? Ah, oh, the managers can do that. And so I think for a lot of people, um, it, you're, Shirai, I'm not you know, surprised here that you're overwhelmed by it. Because again, I think it's not realistic. <clears throat> it's not realistic you're going to find one person who's able to look at the strategy, have a perfect copywriter, or be able to do the copy themselves be able to pull the analytics in, into one place. It's just, it's, yeah, it's, it's not realistic. But I guess the question for you know, leaders is like, what's the alternative? The alternative is we keep doing what we did in 2022 that wasn't working. 
And again, that's not, I mean, a lot of your frontline leaders are like, man, look, preach, Jake. You know, I want to be able to pull more of this in. So um, I'll give you guys, what I'll try to do then is maybe make it a little more tactical for some of my frontline leaders. So Sharon, Shariah, this is specifically for you. Um, I'll try to make it more tactical. <clears throat> and maybe Shariah, you're already doing this as a part of this. One of the most important things versus mindset that understand that outbound is an ongoing optimization process. It is never a campaign. It is never a, we do this big sprint to rebrand or whatever over six months and then we're done. It's not, that's not how it works. You can, it, if you're pumping, like I said before, hundreds of thousands, millions of data points through a system in a month or two months or quarter, you need to be always optimizing. So I think, look, if I'm a frontline leader, I'm spending probably three hours a week just doing this myself. I'm going to look at, I'm going to create my spreadsheet. Um, and you know what? DM me. We might have like a basic template. So Shariah, Sharon, DM me. Let me see what my team has already. And I'll, and I'll feel free to share that with you as well too. Um, so just shoot me a DM. Um, I'll send you what we have <laughs> as a part of it. But the first thing I said is make sure you set out time. Part of your job if you're an SDR leader today is to figure part of this out. I'll send you a spreadsheet that I think will help you to suck in some of this data. I'll take a look at what Neil built. I'm not 100% sure exactly what it will do. But I'll try to find something for you. Um, but dedicate that time every week. And I think if you do that, you will not get caught flat-footed. The other thing that I would suggest is in these meetings, don't just look at what's performing now. Think about where the economy is headed. Think about where your industry is headed and start to put in place contingency sequences. Meaning like, okay, so what would happen if all of a sudden finance dried up? Let me put together a few value props or do some research. Um, enlist some of my top SDRs to pull in some insights into if the economy goes bad, what should I do about XYZ? So I think having three hours per, let's call it three hours for a small team, a team of seven, right? Which isn't, you know, small, small, you know, two to three hours a week where it's like, I put my head down. I look at the data from the week before. I think about future trends and anything I need to prepare for. And then I dedicate time either. And then maybe I come up also with a content committee that I've got one or two of my top SDRs where they also are dedicating a couple hours a week to new emails. Um, hey, I saw that this is really working, this video message we're sending. Um, let's just turn that into a quick script. Cool. And let's get that out to the team. I'm going to then go update the sequence at step six or whatever that looks like. So I would maybe think about that, that it's like, I need to have time dedicated to review the data, past performance, what's going forward, time dedicated to review industry trends, and then time dedicated to write content. Now, as an SDR leader, here's the other thing I'll say. You don't have to be the person who does it all. This is where I would get really good at just being the orchestrator. I'd say, great, I'm forming a little bit of a content committee here. And so my SDRs are my top performing ones. They get a, part, a chance to be a part of this. And so, yes, am I going to take them away from the phones or the emails or the LinkedIn for two hours a week? Sure. But do I feel like I'm going to get more than a, you know, what is that? How much of that is their time? Two hours would be, I don't know, 5% of their time. Do I feel like I'm going to get more at an increase in more than 5% of productivity if we're constantly optimizing? Yeah, absolutely. So again, performance, what's working, what's not. Industry trends I need to be on the lookout for. And then rewriting of content. And that could be con not just email content. It could be video. It could be 
reviewing LinkedIn messages, like auditing my team. Hey, what are they what are they commenting on people's posts? Let me take a quick peek. All of those types of things. So the, the job of an SDR leader, I think, is also evolving. That if your team isn't hiring an agency to help you, which they should be, you know, or hiring these people internally, whatever you want to do, um, then it's your job. You know, as an SDR leader, you have to turn into your own little performance marketing person and looking at those things, setting up the data in the right way, setting up a way to stay on top of things and setting up a way to um, you know, make the changes to the copy and not letting other things pull you in. And Shariah, look, you're already doing it. <laughs> so you know how time consuming it is. So again, I want to I want you all to just kind of leave with that that every organization to be successful is going to need to have some type of performance management activity. Okay? You're going to need to have some type of way that you are managing and optimizing performance in real time, not just in uh, every six months. If you are only optimizing your outbound every six months, you are losing out. You know, think about that. A team that optimizes outbound every three months versus a team that's optimizing every week. Just think about wh where's that performance going to be in six months and 12 months? It's just, it's, it's silly, right? And, and, and we can't keep managing SDRs and, and, or sellers who are doing outbound to more. Just do more activities because it's not working either. More activities is not working, right? And so we've got to do something different. So I hope this helps to spark some, you know, some interesting insights for all of you. Happy 2023 performance management for outbound. How are you setting up that engine internally? You know, how are you setting that up to where it, it is a part of the job going forward? It's not just cold call coaching. It's, you know, we got to be able to put on our data and analytics hat a little bit as well, too, which may or may not be foreign to some people. So um, I hope this helps. I hope that all of you can lead, leave here with some insights, some food for thought. Send this to your VP of sales or CRO, right? If you need to be like, look, this is what other people are doing. Like, this, if you want to know why we're not hitting outbound, I and mean, that's what I would do. If I'm an SDR leader, I'm like, oh, you want to know why we're not hitting outbound? Go literally listen to Jake on one and a half speed for 20 minutes. And that is why we're not hitting our outbound target. All right. But again, DM me. Okay. DM me, Natalie, Rod, Sharon. I, I, I know we have some type of email template for how we take in this data from outreach in particular. So just DM me. I'll at least send you all out what, what we do have. Um, and hopefully it's helpful. So have a great rest of your week, everybody. Thank you everyone again for listening to another episode. If you are listening all the way to the end, I hope you have left a review. I hope that you make sure that you're following or subscribing on your favorite podcast listening apparatus. We'll be back next Thursday. And again, make sure to check out the Monday episodes as well too. A lot of people are really enjoying these kind of mini episode Mondays. So make sure to tune in, subscribe, and leave a review. 